Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. I'm your host, Gid MK, aka The Health Nerd, and today I'll be sprinting along the track of science as I go over the recent media maelstrom surrounding our favourite form of easy cardio, running. According to reports from pretty much everywhere, the health benefits of running are almost too good to be true. Apparently, you can literally stave off death itself by going on a single jog a week, which will, of course, annoy the reaper no end. Unfortunately for joggers everywhere, it's probably not quite that simple. While running is undoubtedly good for your health, and we should all probably be doing it more regularly, more's the pity, it's very hard to say that running is itself the solution to all of our healthcare ills. At the, at the outset, I would like to declare a conflict of interest. I hate running. With a passion. Maybe it was the circuits around the athletics track, lagging far behind the rest of the crowd as a child, or maybe it's because I find running tedious and uncomfortable. Whatever the reason, it's my least favourite way to get sweaty. I cycle 50 to 100 kilometres a week, swim regularly, and hit the gym a lot, but running is just something that I can't do without hating myself and everything around me. That being said, let's look at the science and exercise our minds instead of our bodies. Unless you're listening to this podcast at the gym, in which case, you can do both. The headlines were, as you can probably imagine, wonderfully positive about our new running study. Science News led the pack with running just once a week may help you outpace an early death. ABC News from America came close behind with the delightful relatively small doses of running can lower risk of death study, which I absolutely loved. And the Evening Standard drawing third place in this marathon with any amount of running has substantial health benefits, new research finds. It seems, according to the news, that running has substantial health benefits, can fight off death, and is protective even in small amounts. That is wonderful news to anyone who currently runs, and a bit of a bummer for those of us who only run to avoid missing the bus home. All of these headlines are talking about the same piece of research, a new meta-analysis that looked at prospective cohort studies of running and mortality, and examined whether there was a benefit associated with running overall. Basically, the researchers combed through the literature to find studies that compared people who ran with people who didn't, and looked at how much healthier the people who ran were. When they combined the results of all of these studies together into one statistical model, that's the meta-analysis, They found that people who went running were at a lower risk of a variety of health issues, in particular all-cause mortality or death for any reason, as well as heart disease-related death, than people who didn't run at all. The relative risk reduction was quite impressive, with people who ran being at a 30% reduced risk of death when compared to people who never ran. This led to the delightful headlines because a 30% risk reduction from running is roughly equivalent to some of the better heart medications, which is very impressive if true. Unfortunately, there are a few issues that make it much harder to take the results of this study at face value than you would like. Let's take a look at what the science really says. 
Something important about this study and really every study is how the scientists thought that running would improve health. This is called the mechanism. The proposed mechanism here is pretty simple. Running helps people's heart health by making them fitter. Fitness is good for you. Therefore, being fitter due to running reduces your long-term risk of death. Because of this, you would expect more running to do more good. If people are running more, they are probably going to get a higher level of benefits from running than people who only run a small amount per week. Oddly enough, however, that's not at all what the paper found. In this study, there was no dose-response curve. What this means is that people who ran at all had the same reduced risk as people who ran a lot. For example, the pooled results showed that people who ran for about five minutes per week, on average, had the same reduced risk as people who ran for three or more hours per week. In some ways, that sounds even better than the initial findings, because it means that you could potentially save lives by getting people to run a few minutes more per week. But it's the sort of thing that stands out when you look at the study a little bit skeptically. If running is so good for your health, why isn't more running even better for your health? If we think about it logically, the idea starts to break down even more. This paper seems to be indicating that if you don't run at all, you can reduce your risk of heart disease and death by 30% over the course of the next decade or so by running 5 to 10 minutes per week. And this is taking into account any other exercise you might already be doing. While that sounds delightful, it seems incredibly unlikely that such a tiny intervention would improve your long-term health that drastically, especially when we know that something of this magnitude probably doesn't reduce other markers of disease like blood pressure and BMI. Running is obviously good, but a tiny bit of running doesn't change your short-term health, things we can measure easily in randomized control trials, by an appreciable amount. You might see a very small drop in blood pressure, but not the sort of thing that you would expect to be associated with a 30% reduction in your risk of heart disease and death. Now, it's possible that this is because there weren't enough studies included in the review to make a meaningful assessment of the dose-response curve for running. But a more reasonable assessment is, I think, that the study has an inherent flaw. The most likely explanation is simply that when you measure people's running, what you are really looking at is one part of an active lifestyle that is beneficial for health. In other words, we could assume that running is causing some benefit to health here independent of any other factors and even tiny amounts of running, or we could say that it's more likely that people who run at all are a bit different from people who don't run at all. They're younger, fitter, wealthier, etc. And this makes them less likely to die when you look at them in a cohort study over time. Essentially, what I'm saying here is that this was observational research. True, it was a systematic review of observational studies, and so in some ways more robust, and the authors used some very good techniques to try and control for confounding and demonstrate a plausible causal connection. But even so, it's hard to know whether the results demonstrate a causal relationship or not.
The fact that there was no biological gradient, no dose response curve, seems to indicate that there's a good chance that there are underlying biases that this study failed to account for. And really, it's unlikely that a newer study of the same design could account for them because it's so hard to account for every factor that might influence health in this way. Realistically, it seems more likely that runners are healthy in many ways and that by measuring running, what we're really seeing is one component of an otherwise healthy lifestyle that reduces people's risk of death overall, rather than some enormous benefit from what is often a very small amount of exercise. Ultimately, this is the same old story as so many of these large epidemiological trials. Yes, there's an association. In this case, it's almost certain that running is good for your health. But as the authors note in the study, to get a significant physiological benefit from running, from only running, independent of any other exercise that you might be doing, of the sort that you might expect to reduce your risk of heart attack over a decade, you have to run a fair bit. They note that serious benefits from running appear at a rate of three to four times a week, or about one to two hours a week, which is a relatively big investment of time. This is the sort of benefit like large reductions in blood pressure, significant reductions in hemoglobin A1c, the sort of thing that really reduces your risk of serious chronic disease over time, as opposed to running once every two weeks, which may be good for your health, but probably won't give you the benefits that, you would, that they saw in this study. If you want to get active, running is almost certainly a good option. If you're already exercising quite a bit, like me, running may help, although it probably won't add all that much. But it's unlikely that small amounts of running are going to make a massive difference in your risk of death. It's much more likely that there are simply differences between the people in our society who choose to run or don't. It's worth remembering that exercise is extremely important for health. If you're worried about the amount of exercise that you're doing, it's worth talking to your doctor or perhaps seeking out an exercise physiologist to help you get started on a plan. Even if running is a great way to get fit, not everyone can run. So, the story wasn't quite what the headline said, although in this case they were probably a little closer to the truth than usual. If you see silly headlines like this, it's always worth being cautious. Check the story, check the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud at SensiPod or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find it on Twitter at SensiPod. I'm your host, GetMK, and you can find me on Twitter at GetMK or Medium at GetMK or Facebook at GetMK Health Nerd. Have a great week, and remember, if it sounds unlikely, it's good to be skeptical. Thank you.